Welcome to The Space at FMC Podcast, where our aim is to bring topics and guests that help us make mental health more accessible for everyone. I'm your host, Allie McPhail, and each episode, we bring on amazing guests to further the dialogue about how maintaining your mental health is not only possible, but it is imperative to an effective and full life. Each episode, we want to engage your thoughts with approachable and practical guests and topics in the ever-growing area of mental health and wellness. Hi everyone, Allie McPhail here, host of The Space at FMC Podcast. In today's episode, I had the privilege of sitting with Brittany Major, a medical technologist and laboratory supervisor at FMC. We wanted to share her experiences of what it was like to be a medical professional in this pandemic. We wanted to encourage all the other medical professionals to know that they're not alone and that some changes while required can also be beneficial to your mental health. So happy you're doing our podcast for us. Um, right. I wanted to introduce you to everyone. You are a medical technologist and laboratory supervisor at FMC. Can you tell us briefly what that means that you do? So basically, um, a medical technologist is the person that does all your lab testing. So you will come to a doctor's clinic or a doctor's office or the hospital, you get your blood drawn, and then you have to have your labs tested. And basically, we're the ones that are testing all of your samples. Um, So basically, we're the ones that provide the physicians the information that they need to help to diagnose and treat patients. Wow. So you probably see a lot of people on a regular day. Is that right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We see a lot of people um, from basic, I mean, for the most part, healthy, healthy individuals, because we're not in a hospital where we're dealing with, you know, very sick people um, on a regular, but we're dealing with, you know, mostly healthy people and and are people that have like any underlying issues like diabetes, hypertension, thyroid issues, stuff like that. That's cool. So you see, you have to be pretty diverse. Yes. Um, Before, before I even ask you any more questions, though, I want, I want you to help me out here. So I have a list of a couple questions that you can't put too much thought into, but I want you to give me your honest answer. Okay. Okay. Deal. Okay. Are you ready? Okay. Fruit or vegetables? You have to pick just one. Fruit. Flowers or chocolates? Chocolates. Running shoes or sandals? sandals and games night or club night game night awesome okay mm-hmm. i think we match up i could go on a dating site now and see what happens right <laughs> exactly <laughs> no i love those kind of questions because it gets people like thinking about like who they really are but in a spur of the moment it's one of my funnest things to do yeah so let me ask you so as a medical technologist and laboratory supervisor how have things kind of changed in your clinic since the onset of the pandemic? So um, since the pandemic started, um, it started basically in the Bahamas. I guess we got our official case on, I think it was March 12th when we got the announcement. Mm-hmm. And, um, or actually, no, I'm sorry, March 14th, I think was the first, the initial announcement. And then we shut down the clinic completely um the staff got basically like we cut in half so that everybody's not there on a regular and it just it became kind of like 
a ghost town for the most part because a lot of people mm-hmm. were scared to come out of their homes and come to the office and get their labs or get their come see their doctor or you know even get medication they were just terrified so it's it's it's, it's crazy because our office is usually like Grand Central Station and since this whole pandemic has started it's you know it's interesting to see how people are you know they were scared they just didn't want to leave their homes um Mm-mm. so so it's it's slowed down quite a bit big time big time big time yeah now now i feel like and, it's and, and, up. oh that's good that is good <laughs> so would you think what do you think's made the differences um to be honest i think that people now have become so i guess tired of staying home and I think now we're slowly getting back to like knowing that this is the new normal. You cannot hide from this. This is just kind of a part of us now. Um, mm-hmm. Like, So I think people are now trying to adapt and just realize that this is the new normal. We are going to have to make adjustments and you're going to have to live your life because, you know, the world's still going on. You know, we still got to go to work. Mm-hmm. You still got to get to school. You still got to pay bills, you know? So I think now people are just yeah. kind of, they're staying cautious, you know, for sure. But but they're starting to come back out and do yeah. their regular checkups and lab work that they need. That they need, exactly, for sure. Yeah. Well, well let me go back to a minute when, when you said it was a ghost town, because I think that's a really, really interesting analogy from Grand Central Station to ghost town. Very different, right? Yeah. Did you notice, my, my interest is in how people cope with changes. So did you notice a change of your own energy at work or, you, or when you came home from work because it was very different? Um, I think for the most part, um, you know, everybody at work, I think one, first off, they were grateful to be able to come to work. Um, I think it, there was still at the first couple of weeks, there was a little bit of a, uh, I think that everybody just kind of felt like they didn't know what was happening next. We were just, you know, we're all confused. We don't know what's happening. It was more of a confusion, you know, but at the same time, yeah. everybody was still grateful to be able to come into work um, because that unfortunately is not, you know, that wasn't you know, the reality for a lot of people here, you know, are, you know, and all over the world. So we were all grateful for that. And I think also being able to be around people that were outside of your immediate family, just seeing familiar faces and having some type of normalcy. And I think everybody was grateful for that. Um, But, you know, it's different because it's even like people that you're, you work in close quarters with on a regular, you have to be like three feet, six feet, you know? And it's like, I'm so used to embracing some of my coworkers and giving them hugs and, you know, and like, you can't do that. You have to just Mm -hmm. maintain some type of distance. So I think for some people that is an adjustment for me, that definitely was. Yeah. And, and, and to have coworkers that you really enjoy working with and to have that enthusiasm to finally be able to come to work and to see someone outside of your home, you kind of want to do more close talking and maybe even like touch the arm where they're talking, but you can't do that anymore. So like you're holding back. Right. So it's, um, it's, it's a tricky way to, and I, the new normal is, is one of my new phrases. I love it. It, It's tricky to negotiate. How do we socialize? Um, even like forget just work. How do we socialize when we're used to being like so close to each other? Um, so, but, but I love that you noticed a gratitude that you could work. I think that that's lovely because that Mm -hmm. that's missing from a lot of people. Um, and not all, and you're right. Not a lot of people could work. They were literally off work for two months. So, um, the gratitude helped create your energy. So you didn't lose too much. It just little changes here and there. Absolutely. Yeah. No, tell me about the new normal. How do you think this new normal is going to affect your energy at work, your, your moods at home, like what, what might shift or what has already have, what already has shifted for you? 
Well, I will definitely say the biggest thing for me is exercise. Um, I have, I'm a, you know, within the past year, I've, I've definitely committed to, you know, exercising and going to the gym and doing boot camps. And so that's more of a, you're, you're around a lot of people. Um, and now I had to change that whole perspective of working out to kind of working out and self-motivating myself, which was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that that's definitely something that I had to learn to do adjust to. Um, I'm learning, I'm slowly learning that I can do it, but it's hard. I much prefer to go to the gym. So I do miss that. And that is different. Um, I think the new normal is just going to be, I mean, even when you, everywhere you go, it's just, when you go to restaurants, when you go to the gym, if you go out, it's just going to be just different. You're going to have to social distance. You're going to have to wear masks. You're going to have to have a limited amount of people in a space. I just think it's going to be a lot of changes for sure. Very much. Yeah. It'll be very much a change. And, and, and going back to the exercise, if you're used to someone yelling at you for boot camp, and you don't have that right now, <laughs> it's hard to yell at yourself. It right? is, it is. Or if you're used to going to the gym with a friend or just seeing people you normally see and, and, and you kind of talk and take your mind off the pain, it's not there. So um, motivation for even our regular things that we enjoy is lacking, I find, in a lot of people. But you say you're working on it, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and hopefully we do get some of that stuff back. But I think that took a lot of um, emotional energy for people is like, okay, how do I keep the things I like? And I'm not finding them as joyful as I used to because I'm not sharing them with people. It's that That's, community. Absolutely. Exactly. The community definitely makes mm-hmm. a difference, um, I would say, for sure. It does. It does. And, and I think you have a great one at work as well. So that's, that's a lovely um, thing to be able to come, come back to, even though there are some questions and worries, you know, people coming in. Do you find that um, people came in and maybe not as much anymore, like you said, it's a new normal, but when they were avoiding coming in for their regular checkups or they just couldn't, how did the, them coming in with fear or worry or anxiety affect you as a professional? Well, I think that, as like, you know, being in the healthcare field and dealing with this, you definitely have to be very, you know, considerate of people and their feelings. Like, you know, that's kind of something that we've just learned, just have empathy for anybody that comes to the door Mm -hmm. regardless. So I think we've, a lot of us have just had to reassure people that, you know, you know, everything will be fine. Like a lot of people actually did come to us and ask, like, have you had anybody come here with COVID or, you know, that's a lot of questions. Like, that's a question that I get a lot. And I'm always telling them, no, no, no. Like we haven't had anyone come here. They go straight to doctors or they'll, you know, that's not, you know, at FMC. And I think it's very interesting that immediately from then they kind of have like a sigh of relief and they're like, oh, okay, well, that's good to know. Mm. And I'm like, so you're bringing them comfort in the middle. Yes. And I think that helps. That's nice. Yeah, for sure. Did you you ever find, and I know it slowed down. So maybe there wasn't an onslaught of all these really afraid people, but did it ever, like, it's not easy to be able to turn that off when you go home. Like, do you ever find that, did you ever find that some of that leaked into your own psyche, if you will, and and you started getting nervous about exposure Um, or just what's going to happen? So to be honest, like I personally was not afraid for myself. I think I was more afraid for like, you know, my parents and like grandparents and just people that are older and friends that have parents that are older and that have any type of underlying issues. I think that was kind of scary because you realize that like, I think it's just, it's so like, 
it's so interesting. You see it on the news and you see what's happening everywhere. But when it comes home, it's like a different type of it. it, it you know, like the Bahamas is so small, mm-hmm. like we're such a small mm-hmm. country. And so when it gets here, you're kind of like, oh, wow. Like and this like there's only yeah. 300,000 people, you know, 300 to 400,000 people here. And like it's just kind of interesting. It's kind of scary. But I think for the most part, mm-hmm. I've stayed positive and just tried to make sure I stick to the protocols, wash my hands, social distance and you know, just Perfect. don't yeah. don't go around. You know, any people with that have any type of underlying issues because I am going to work. You know, and I'm exposing mm-hmm. myself essentially. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Well, so I saw you you've used logic to kind of mandate, like, okay, if I do this, I should be okay, and and that's why we have those mandates in place, right? Exactly. So I think that's a lovely example of that. Exactly. Have you learned anything about yourself during? Uh, during the slowdown, during learning this new normal, anything that you want to keep from COVID, like that you've learned that was like, hey, I didn't know I could do that. Or um, I think this is actually more simple. more simple. I would say one of the things that I've definitely applied for this time is meditation. Um, I've definitely, mm. I like, I always said to myself, I'm like, okay, well, if you're not going to physically exercise, you need to mentally exercise because that's the only way I feel like that helps to kind of get me centered and just kind of figure out, okay, like think positive at the end of the day, you're not alone. We're all dealing with this together. And I think that that helps kind of bring me back down to, you know, this is a crazy time, but at the same time, I need to just kind of stay centered and focused. Um, So definitely that's one thing. I think that's actually the biggest thing. That is really important. Yeah. But I think meditation and however you do it, whether you're sitting down with your legs crossed or you're kind of walking out in nature, whatever it is that gets your brain to slow down and focus has been so key for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, I know that myself as a, as a therapist, I mean, I build that into my daily practice a lot just for my own personal use. But when I've been talking to my clients and some of them have had this underlying anxiety issue for a long time and I thought, oh no, here comes a pandemic, where is this going to take them? Like, is it going to make them worse? It actually forced them into this place where they had no choice, but to realize how to be still a little bit differently. Absolutely. And and so one of the things they're saying, or not everyone, but a lot of my clients with anxiety are saying, I need to remember this time because I I have proven to myself that I was able to sit with some of my thoughts and meditation was a huge part of it. So I'm so glad you brought that up because um, it's a missing, it's a missing discipline from a lot of people and it doesn't cost any money. You know, we can, we can do it anywhere. So I love that. Yeah, for sure. I love that. So one of my favorite questions to ask, and it's kind of a jokey question, but it's, it's also coming from curiosity I have this thing that I call a COVID resume that I feel like people are starting to put together what have you done with your time off or what have you done being locked in your house and so many people have you know developed baking skills or have learned to organize or play the piano or whatever and they're always posting it and make me feel jealous because I really haven't done much of that but what have you done that's new or learned that you might want to add to your COVID resume and it doesn't have to be super serious (laughs) um well, one of them would be, I wouldn't say that I like learned how to cook, but I've definitely cooked way more. So I feel like I've enhanced my abilities with, with cooking. Um, that's one. Um, also, I just got a new puppy. And so I've become basically mm-hmm. the puppy whisperer. So that's definitely <laughs> something I could add to my resume. Um, uh, I think that's about it. Oh, I've, I've also, you know, I, I've always kind of been 
the type of person to always get my hair done and my nails done. And that's something that I've actually been doing myself, which I've, I'm actually grateful to have, you know, learned over this time. Cause I'm like, you know what? I've always been the type to like love to pamper myself. I will still do this for sure after, even after all of this, but mm-hmm. I've realized that I can just kind of do it myself a lot of the time. So I don't have to even hmm. spend the money to do it. So I feel like I can have my own salon at this point. <laughs> Sign me up. I'm in. I'll be there. You'll be my number one. That is awesome, Brittany. (laughs) I would be, too. I would be. As long as the puppy's there, I'm right there. Puppy and salon, I'm right there. Yep. Brittany, thank you so much for taking the time to to talk with me today. Um, I just wanted everyone to understand what it was like from just from a medical perspective, uh, how you were coping with the changes. And I know it's not hospital perspective, but there certainly is something that not everyone would be able to know. So I am so grateful for your for your insight and uh maybe I'll, we'll have you back and do some more about the new normal oh absolutely uh when once we get to that new normal even more so thank you very much for this Hi. and um i will see you around work i think yes thank you so much for having me the views expressed in this podcast are just that views and are not intended to substitute for professional help. If you find yourself in need of further help, please make it your goal to seek out qualified professional attention.